This episode is brought to you by the generous patrons who supported us over at patreon.com slash inspiration point. So we want to give a big thank you to our patrons, Kate, Prostaskius, Leroy, Tiana, Falangor, Spike, Chris, Konohamaru, Buyag, Starry, Red Dead Coquette, Logan, Punch and Potato, Jen Solo, Rajar, and Timemonger. Thank you again for helping us to put a little more inspiration out into the world. And now, on to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another graduating episode of Inspiration Point. I am Andrew. And I am Adam. And we are coming together for our final, final, final episode of our Fate School series. Thank goodness. Hey. You know what? (laughs) You know what, man? No. Um, And we are joined once again by our professor, Mr. Robert Hans. Hello, hello, hello. And our companion on this journey, Miss Tiana Hansen. Hello. Welcome back to the show, you guys. We've had a few weeks here, what with uh, Thanksgiving and also some little scheduling conflicts. Um, We've been off for a little bit, but we are excited to be back. And you guys, I, I can't believe we made it. Hooray! We're here. We're here. How does it feel? <laughs> Why can't you believe it? We're just re- recording a show. It's not that big a deal. You know, <laughs> I just, it seems like this it feels is very like plausible. Just, All of this is very plausible. <laughs> man, you guys are harsh on my enthusiasm here. All right. It I am feels happy like- to be here too, guys. I'm happy to be with you. This has been a really fun series. Great. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been using fate a lot myself lately and yeah, to the to the joy and uh, entertainment of uh, tens of kids. Yeah. Tens so, of kids. Tens. Whole tens. Wow. <laughs> what? Yeah. And like, by that, I mean, like 12. <laughs> it's, it's, it's more than a single 10. So, yes, it's more than a single 10. So technically tens of kids. Not enough to have scores. No, no, that not would be yet. That would be cool. That's a that's like a legit quantity. Yeah, almost. Uh, I am. So it's been very good for me. I'm looking forward to today, too, though, because I still feel like there's a lot of gaps in the little things. Sure. Right. And in fact, right before we came on, uh, Rob gave me some really good suggestions uh, because I had posted some stuff that I had done from the session in our discord. And he was like, Hey, here's some ideas about how maybe to handle that again differently. And uh, it was really good advice. So I I think we're going to get more and more of those examples. today. Maybe I should repeat that for everybody. I was going to (laughs) say, you know, to, to Rob, to, uh, to your credit as well. um, You have been, incredibly active in the uh in the uh patron discord um you've been really terrific about fielding very actively um any you know kind of fate related questions um i've i've really appreciated appreciated that and it's been very helpful for 
a lot of people who are also trying to kind of find their way through this unique, cool little system. So, you know, quick plug for the Patreon um, for any of you who maybe are listening, but aren't part of it. uh, Our Patreon uh, discord in particular has been um, a great little resource and our community is, you know, it's small, but tight. And there's a lot of really quality discussion and um, very, you know, genuine friendships that have been brewing over there. And we would love to have any of you over there too. Um, and the if you, memes. yeah, <laughs> there, there are, there are those, I mean, I don't know where you can go without getting dumb memes nowadays. It, it's just a balancing factor. Yeah. Um, you can, but anyway, you can head on over to the Patreon and even support at just a dollar and you can jump into the uh, jump into the discord channel or you can go as high as our $20 level and get in on a game that is being run by Mr. Adam power. Um, there's, there's some really cool stuff. And more importantly, you just get that, that secret ingredient. Um, so we welcome anyone who would like to join us, but anyway, what was the secret ingredient um, again? The secret ingredient is love, baby. I thought there was another one. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's the only one. Uh, 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 there's uh, lemon zest. Ah, is also lemon. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, or orange. You know, depending. You know, uh, lime. If you if you're going for that sort of uh, flavor, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a hint. You know, might not notice it, but you definitely notice when it's not there. You know, you sure do. You uh, know, yeah. Um, Speaking of the secret ingredient, I, I have to I have to put this out there because it just it tickled me in in a completely Get to it, Andrew. Hey, <laughs> they let's wasted. I have yet to hear another podcast host on another podcast. Freaking rush someone like that. Okay. <laughs> so let's have some decorum Look, here. I'm excited to play fate. I don't know about I, you. I know you are. Okay. So in L.A., the uh, Los Angeles County granted a girl named Madeline permission to own a unicorn if she can find one. She had written a letter to the government saying, Dear L.A. County, I would like your approval if I can have a unicorn in my backyard if I can find one. And... (laughs) They actually sent her a heart-shaped rose-colored metal tag with permanent unicorn license emblazoned (laughs) on it, along with a white fuzzy unicorn doll with pink ears, purple hooves, and a silver horn. The news article says the first of its kind permit came with strings attached. However, the mythical creature must be provided ample exposure to sunlight moonbeams and rainbows and have its horn polished at least once a month with a soft cloth that just warmed my cockles. <laughs> I just, you know, it's always fun when you hear, especially at this time of year, you know, it's halfway through December now and, you know, hearing about these fun little stories about, um, you know, people just being good to one another. And um, I was definitely know, bring- feeling that warmth too. Yeah. Until you got to the end, it mentioned the horn polishing, and it took me right out. <laughs> oh, well, you did know. It take you, did it take you to <laughs> no, a bad place? 
It took me to a wow. bad place. Wow. <laughs> I went, see? wow, the county government sure is really nice to this little girl. And I was like, oh, damn it. Steve from accounting just had to throw in a joke at the end, didn't he? You know? Yeah. What? He had to troll this little girl. Why? You know, but it's only once a month. <laughs> I mean, that's, is that so burdensome? I don't. You got to keep your unicorn in good condition. And that's like, you know, you get a Rolls Royce. You don't let the hood ornament get tarnished. Right. Oh, man. Now you that keep you said that tarnished, thing in good I'm shape. thinking about Elden Ring again. Tarnished. <laughs> Dude, did you Ladies hear ambitions the Elden Ring? Elden Ring got snubbed at the Game Awards. Except for the major award that they won Game of the Year. Yeah. How is that? No, a snub? I know. I'm I'm just okay. I I was hoping I was hoping somebody hadn't paid attention to it. I'll and tell was you like, who got snubbed. You were trying the, to counter troll us, the, weren't you? I was, and it the, didn't work. The only person who got snubbed at the Game Awards was the audience. I don't know if you sat through much of that, but holy crap, what? <laughs> it was so stupid. Uh, you, you know your show's in trouble with when when animal from uh, Muppets. Uh, you know, comes on to talk about Melania. What's Melania? What's Melania? So stupid. I mean, you had Ugh. me an animal just because I'm a child of that right? era. But then you lost I'm me. I'm all about the Muppets. But then you lost me. Oh, man. You know, and it was like it, the the organization of the whole thing was so weird. Like they went uh like, okay, here's like, I mean, I knew it was going to be a bunch of commercials, right? Of course it is. Everybody but like, knows. it'd be like trailer after trailer. Okay, this game looks exactly the same as last game. Okay. Um, and then they would just like burn through like three awards in a row without having anyone come up or anything. And I was like, okay, all right, I, I get it. Has so, it? We're not, so we're not even pretending anymore. Got it. Like Jeff Keighley has been doing this for like two decades mm. at this point. Uh-huh. Like how, how do you, there, the format should not be an issue at this point. Well, again, it's not about us, right? <laughs> it's oh, about, yeah. it's about right. the ads, right? You, so, you're right. Um, but the important takeaway is that Elden Ring won game of the year. I have to tell you, I would have been really upset. As much as I love God of War, and it is a good game, there's nothing intrinsically different about yeah. it. There's nothing really innovative about it. Hey, if um, it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's definitely their mantra. Um, well, you know, but, uh, and, you know, in terms of a story, I mean, they did win best narrative, and I thought that yeah. that was fair, right? Good. And uh, they got a couple of other awards. Like, they definitely didn't go away empty handed. And sure. the actor that that played Kratos, of course, had some some special recognition. Awesome. And uh, so they did OK. Right. But having said that, I love how Elden Ring was a disruptive influence. Yeah. Oh, it, it made waves. It made that were huge so waves. Big. And and it was so different that devs of other games got upset about it. And mm-hmm. uh, and then when I played it, I felt like I had a spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. Like you sure did. Like it had been years since I had actually played a video game. Yeah. Where have you been all you know? my life? And so I would have really been brokenhearted had had God of War taken it because it would have said that the video games are now stale. 
And mm. uh, that would have been very disappointing for me. Well, I, I think, you know, for me, I think dad of war was really great or dad of boy, <laughs> dad of boy, boy, <laughs> dad of boy, you know, but I kind of feel like Ragnarok just, and I haven't played through it all the way yet, but no spoilers, by the way, because I want to kind of felt a little DLC esque, if you know what I mean. Oh, I agree. You know, I, agree. I, I mean, I mean, the first one, yeah. they definitely made some changes and, and threw it's the same game and tossed up the formula compared to the previous, you know, God of War games. But Ragnarok really just kind of looked like a iteration, which is good. I like iterations. I like taking what works and going with it. But then when you've sure. got something like Elden Ring. It's hard to justify it getting game of the year over Elden Ring. Right. That I, I can I can definitely understand that. That makes sense. Tiana, do you have any opinions about video games? Well, I haven't played either uh, Elden Ring or God of War Ragnarok, but I am delighted that Stray got nominated for as many things as it did, oh, it really did. including Game of the Year, because it, it, it's the cat game, and I am excited about that. That Stray was me, fun too. I enjoyed that. I haven't played it, but I think the you know what I what I saw that you know I read a bunch of articles about it and things and. It looked awesome. And the fact that, you know, a studio went out of its way to design a game that rewards you for playing like a cat, mm. like that's that's some some game design outside the box thinking. Oh, I, abs- I absolutely that's, love that's it. Like, really cool. Like the more that you think like a cat or behave like a cat in the environment, the more that you swat things off of the edge of ledges or, right. you know, <laughs> be, be an up cat and get up as high as you can get, the better you get rewarded for that. And I love that. It's also a really good sci-fi story being told from the perspective of, of moving through it and affecting it as a cat. That's so cool. That's so cool. Well, there haven't been too many games where I've been able to load it up on the PlayStation and like my whole family sits down and watches. Right. Yeah. And and comments on what I should do. Right. And, and I, I enjoyed that experience. Um, Speaking of experiences that have been had recently, Adam, you've been running some more uh, fate at, Mm -hmm. at the, at the school. And, I want to hear about your most recent game uh, okay. because you threw some notes about it in the discord. And yeah. frankly, the uh, the entire premise behind the session was, well, it was incredible. Flawless well, segue. Flawless. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the, the, the premise was uh, kill Vladimir Putin and uh, we're superheroes. Uh, they wanted to have a funny, uh, a funny game. Yeah, which I, which I liked, and, and I we had a really good time with it, and the comedy came pretty naturally. And um, of course, they were willing to play into all the shenanigans, and uh, that made it great. So they had the, even their power sets were usually kind of funny. Uh, one of them was basically the trash man from "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia," right? <laughs> and, and, and he had come up with the idea, and I said, "Oh yeah, like from Always Sunny." He was like, "I've never seen that show." I was like, "Are you kidding me right now?" <laughs> what is that? So, is that is so that he, a- he had a magic trash can that uh, was like sentient, and uh, he did it talk it. by flapping its lid. <laughs> yes, like uh, a muppet. It had yeah. to. But it could also use telepathy because sometimes you had to trap bad guys in it. So, ah, 
Yeah. It should just talk like it's got its mouth full. Like, we, we, we were totally fine with uh, all kinds of lore inconsistencies because uh, <laughs> it was funny. Um, but it, we, we had to do a one shot because uh, we had scheduling issues. Uh, flu's mm. been going around like, you know, it's just been something after something. And next week is finals. So that's fun. Oh, geez. Yeah. Both both uh, both my kids are feeling sick right now waking up in the middle of the mm. night just earaches mm. and stomach aches and it's just yeah it's it's going around in a big way and yeah kids are just breeding grounds for disease like yeah, they, they got to do it early yep. they got to get a lot of that out of the way to get strong in life that's right my, trial so, by fire my little one was very sick last weekend i basically had to cancel the entire oh. weekend was like okay that's that's off I and mean, just can't make it can't make it can't make it i canceled three shows yep Oh man, but you know, you, you gotta, you gotta take care of your kids. Of course. I mean, both, both, uh, from a moral standpoint and a legal standpoint, uh, <laughs> you, you do also practical, you know, you want to get the good nursing home. <laughs> That's you know, true. In, That's in the true. Future. And they're going to remember some of this stuff. Dad, I remember when I was six and you decided that you were going to podcast instead of take care of me. <laughs> well, now your uppance has come. <laughs> Enjoy Ouch. living in the gutter, old man. Ouch. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh How man. Did it come to this. <laughs> well, anyway, lots of fun has been had with fate, but I also recognize that there are some some pretty good gaps in my knowledge. Uh my my flow with using fate points and taking them away. I noticed that there were um there was definitely some stretches of time where mm. none, no, nothing was being exchanged in that way. And I felt like that should probably move a little bit more often. Uh, I wasn't invoking things on their sheets as often as I felt I should. Mm. So uh, even though it was okay, it was still good. I was still passing out cards with new aspects on it all the time. That was good. It, it, it's the, I don't know why, but it's like the physical exchange of the game for me is like an important mm-hmm. part where I really, it almost feels like a card table in a way, like, or like a blackjack thing, you know, is you're just yeah. like moving like chips and cards and stuff around. And it's just, it, it has this sort of organic feel that's uh, for me, very satisfying. So I am looking forward to being further coached by the master uh, of fate himself. So, uh, Rob, well, can, I would can say, we play some fate. Yeah, I was just going to say a couple of things on that. Um, there's a lot of pe- there's a lot of different views, and people talk about like how many fate points should be going back and forth. Some people call it the fate mm. point economy. Um, right. I tend to be on the lighter side of it. I think it's you know if you got your three fate points a session and you get a couple extras, I think that's fine. I don't think you need to be spending fate points every scene and every you know action. I think it's. I think the problem is if you start doing that too much. Um, in my opinion, so other people really enjoy this, then the decision to spend one doesn't become an interesting decision, right? It's just, oh, of course I'm going to get more fate points. Of course they're going back and forth. Spending one or not spending one doesn't really matter because I'm going to get more. Versus, okay, I've got my three fate points. If I spend two of them here, I've only got one left and bad things may happen and I may have to accept that. So how important is this really to me? And that how important Mm. is this really to me thing of fate is to me one of the coolest parts of it in that as a game fate kind of shifts from 
hey, can I make, can I figure out how to, how to get the best numbers in this situation by positioning or lining things up and into, okay, what, what do I really care about? What is my character really, really not going to give up on? Um, so I don't think you're necessarily doing it wrong if everybody's having fun and you're not, you know, uh, handing fate points back and forth, that is perfectly 100% okay. Um, and I, and I wouldn't worry about, there's no platonic ideal number of fate points to be moving back and forth or rate. Okay. Uh, I appreciate that. And they definitely did have fun. There were, there were many chuckles to be had. Oh, sorry. Let me set up. Uh, ultimately they, uh, they found Vladimir Putin at Russian Pizza Hut, uh, which is the name of the business. Um, I, and when I read that, <laughs> I I actually laughed. I could not help myself. That was <laughs> and, and Vladimir Putin, who is who's like four feet tall in this universe, <laughs> is sitting at the table with his oversized uh, bodyguards, like kind of like O'Hare, you know, from. Uh, uh, Lorax, and uh, anyway, he's using his personal pan pizza to describe his plans for the world. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and uh, he's like talking about how his ultimate plan is to uh, build lots of pizza huts in Ukraine, uh, so that Russian he can celebrate his his birthday. Uh, yes, Russian <laughs> Pizza Hut, so he he can get more free birthday food. Um, so anyway, after after a fight ensues. They, they trick him into using his rocket launcher at the wrong time. And uh, he fires straight into the ground and uh, blasts himself out of the Russian pizza hut into space, like team rocket at the end of a Pokemon episode. <laughs> oh my God. And uh, yeah. And uh, world peace was, was achieved. If only it were that See, easy. I, if only I feel it were like that easy, how it's going to happen. Like you I know. said, there was a one shot, so there was a lot of coincidence that was forced in there. Oh, <laughs> so, sure. There was some cutting corners, but that's, uh, that's the joy of comedy. How have you how have you felt about running fate now that you've been doing it a bit more compared to running D&D? So l- this let me say this. When when I run D&D, I often get frustrated because when I play Dungeons and Dragons, it, you know, it's kind of a big game. And it's a game that, that at least for me, is hard not to take kind of seriously. And so when I have a fully committed group and people are like showing up consistently, I love Dungeons and Dragons. Right. And it's it's great. But when I get that casual group, especially with students, and I don't know if they're going to be there every week or if, you know, we need to do a one shot. I don't like D&D one shots for the most part. Um, you know, it's so much easier to just say, here's your character sheet. Cause otherwise a D and D character sheet, either I have to like have a pre-built thing. I hand them right. Or they have to spend, you know, an hour and a half getting ready to play. Right. And, and the kids are just, there's, they love the, the aspects and the fact that we just, we don't even have to fill this all out right now. We can, we can just fill as we go and it's not a big, right. Right. And so it's it's just very user friendly for someone who wants to try it out. And that and that for me is more satisfying as a GM because I didn't like go to some emotional place in my head and get committed only to be disappointed. You know what I mean? Mm. 
Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense to anybody. You know, there's a big reason too why, you know, if you go to any convention um, and you, you know, and you sit down or you, you know, you sign up for a and d game, they're all using pregens. And for that exact reason, like D&D, if you're if you're trying to come come in with a custom character that, you know, uh, hopefully you have unless you like created it before ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, it's that's a uh, it's you a know, bit of a, of a hill. Yeah. And, you know, it'd be one thing if I sat down with with you guys and I was like, OK, fill out a D&D sheet real quick, because a lot of you have mm-hmm. a lot of experience in you know, right. the book sure. in and out. Right. But most players that are like new, I'm like, you know, if they ask me, can I use Tasha's? I just I just go, listen, I love Tasha's. But no, like just PHB. That's it. Right. Let's stay simple until I know that this is like a real deal thing. Right. Right. Yeah. So like our game last night, Tiana, uh, which uh, I very much enjoyed. Um, It was a real good one. I got to sit in on it for a little bit, too. And it was it was definitely it was definitely interesting to to hear. You guys were dealing with some heavy stuff. Uh, Mm -hmm. I wish I'd listen. my, my, My character flat out died. Yep. You sure did. Boy, you sure I, I, did. You went went for a little swim in the better. old river sticks. She got better. She got, she better. got better. I got I got better. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I I had I had my thread cut by the fates, Ooh. which oh. made a lot of sense because I was like, I mean, I can do like sixty points of damage around, so it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, it's true, she can't. But also, Ranger that was entire- is broken, mate. <laughs> it, it was random though. It was mm. random. I made a little table. Uh, with D8s. I even posted the numbers in uh, the chat. Ooh, that's uh, bold. The, the, the last four just say NPC, but they uh, know it's going to be an NPC they care about, right? Mm. And so, like, no matter what it rolled, it, someone was going to be upset, but I, I was actually kind of hoping it was going to roll NPC so that that way they wouldn't find out who died until later. Oh, right. that's mean. Yeah, I rolled a three, and I had Zeph uh, lined up on three, and uh, uh, boom. Ouch. I mean, honestly, I, I I would have completely accepted it if it had just been mm, for story purposes. This makes the most sense right now. <laughs> well, in a way, sure. it'd be a compliment, right? So it's like you are definitely the biggest threat on the board. Well, part uh, part and part compliment, part backstory, part uh, Tiana's the kind of player who will just be like, okay, let's see where this goes and not get upset about it. And I very much appreciate that so much. And uh, anyway, she got revivified um, by it's the cleric uh, who's played by pro. And by the way, Prostaskius really stepped up like crazy last night. I was impressed uh, with everything I heard him doing, like even the... He was speechifying a little bit there near he the was. near the he end. He started kind of taking on a leadership role, and I, I was, was very impressed. I was very impressed with that. I was I was very excited, and so uh, he brings Tiana back to life. In the very next round, Tiana gets up, pulls the bow, fires. It's the killing blow. Boom! That's how you do it, baby. And that's how you do it. And uh, and that wasn't even me, you know, fudging anything. That was the HP. That's what the HP said. There so, you go. Boom. Love it. Yes. Anyway, we're here to talk about fate. Sorry. <laughs> so, so comparatively speaking, just in in general terms, um, how have how have you felt about the just the general uh, feel of running fate? Like, 
as you go through a session versus how you generally feel going through a session of D and D. Um, I, I never want to sit here and disparage D and D in any way because sure. I love, I love D and D and I think it's perfectly valid. Right. Oh and yeah. 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 I, but again, kind of to answer the, the previous question, you know, I, I kind of referring to that, I guess is that I love how accessible it is, mm. right. That I can just sit down that we can just dive in. We're spending more time role-playing and less time preparing. Mm. Mind you, the preparation phase is part of D&D's fun, mm. right? Yeah. Going through should all those different books and trying to get your build exactly the way you want is part of the experience, right? Mm. But here, it's just like, what are you? Yep. I am a time wizard accountant. Okay. In that little bit of a phrase, that says a lot. And mm-hmm. we can point at that and say, does it make sense? One big complaint you've had for a long time and a suggestion you've had to uh, improve D&D, Andrew, has been mm. like the idea of like automatic success, right? Yeah. And because a lot of us, I'll be honest, a lot of times when we're DMing, we ask for a check because we're thinking. <laughs> Wait, because much, we actually yeah. want one, right? And so, and that's a bad habit, but you know, sometimes Give we, me, we, we, uh, what's the, <laughs> meanwhile, we're like scrambling for something else and take a long drink, you know, <laughs> right. You're, you're ranger with 20 dexterity. I'm like, yeah, make a, make a acrobatics check to jump over this one foot hole. You're like, really? Well, like, really? Do I need to? <laughs> And, and no. like, as soon as you ask <laughs> you for it, you're like, that's a stupid ask. I can't believe I asked for that. You know, <laughs> that's really dumb. I heard um, it. You know, uh, but at least in fate, it's like, it says here that I am a master ranger acrobat. And yeah, you jump over the hole. Fantastic. <laughs> there you go. Fantastic. Moving. You want to lift a car. Right. Now we're talking about throwing dice. So I definitely get bored as a DM if nothing's happening. Right. And, um, and as a player too. And so I'm like, okay, go, 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 go. And fate definitely lends it to itself too. Okay. No one's checking the book. Nobody's looking it up. Nobody's, you know, lawyering anything. We, we just go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's, uh, that's one thing I've enjoyed quite a lot. I also, I also like that it's kind of, uh, you know, to, to your, um, mention about, you know, whether or not things are being lawyered during the session. Um, I like that generally the way fate seems to be framed in just how the books are written and everything. Most of the things that are uh, like when you're introducing some to a story or, you know, trying to utilize an aspect through an invoke or a compel or what have you. Um, a lot of those things are left up to table consensus, mm. which I think is cool. Instead of having it just always fall on the GM, it's like, does is everyone cool with this? If yes, then just go with it. And I like that they kind of um, put that power in the hands of the entire table. Um, I think that's a really nice kind of communal way to do it so everybody feels involved and if somebody doesn't like something they feel empowered to make their voice heard even if they're not the gm which um can you know sometimes it doesn't feel that way sometimes it's like well i'm not the gm so i should just keep my mouth shut right Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, no, 100%. I, I, I agree with that. And I've also enjoyed doing the you fail dot, dot, dot. Yeah. That you're supposed to be doing. And then they go, yes, I opt into failure. You know, and that that's is, so cool. That is really cool. Or no, I spend a fate point. I think just the um, fact that you can opt in for me, what I've experienced playing fate versus other games is that makes us really cuts frustration. It really does. When you're going, yeah, I fail. I could buy out of it, but I'm not gonna. I'm willing to accept yeah. this loss because I'd rather have that than the fate point. Man, it really takes the sting out. And it teaches good role play too, by the way. The thing I, and a couple of th- it 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 also sorry, it just real quick, I think it also um can in in a in a pretty significant and while at the same time subtle way really bolster your investment mm. in things mm-hmm. because the fact that you are even considering accepting failure, you're you might not even realize it, but your brain is is thinking ooh i'm interested in what happens if my character fails which which j- by definition means that you're engaged with the story and that you're interested enough to allow for this thing to happen to your character which is really really neat or at the minimum you're saying there's other things that i really do care about yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's, that's true. the that's baseline true. level is in order to make that decision you have to say yeah you know what i'm there's other stuff I care about enough. And as soon as you start thinking about what you care about and what you really want to have happen, I think your investment goes up. One of the cool things I like about fate, and I think one of the reasons it's not subject to as much rules lawyering is, as you said, almost all permissions, can I do this, is basically GM and table consensus, right? It's everybody saying, yes, Mm -hmm. that sounds like a reasonable thing. Of course you can do that. Or no, I'm not sold on that. Um, So there's no rules to lawyer for permissions. But also the fact that you don't have these kind of additive small bonuses that you have in a lot of systems um, means that there's just a lot less to do as to, to add up as far as that goes as well. So you don't have to sit there and rules are, yeah. oh, do I get this plus one or do I get this plus one or this plus two or this plus three? You know, Every little point counts. Yeah. And it kind of doesn't. You know, if, if it's yeah. an invoke, you've got the free invoke to spend and you can spend it or not. There's no real, that's its own economy. So rules learning about what does or doesn't apply is kind of pointless. And if it's not, you know, most of that stuff goes away. It's kind of one of the reasons I like advantage and disadvantage in 5e compared to other versions as it gets rid of a lot of that in D&D, though, you know, obviously not all of it. It's a, it was, that was a, I think a big revelation for, for people who have been playing D&D for a while up until 5e, you know, advantage, disadvantage was like, oh my God, why? It was that kind of thing that makes you think, why didn't I think of this? It's so simple. Of course, this is such a great idea. Like, why did it take us this long to get here? Well, it's just cool because unlike like, especially the third ed days, you don't have people like stacking bonuses so high that they cannot possibly fail. Yep. And the game doesn't become, how do I, how do I break the the bounds of my rolling so that it doesn't matter? For me, I think fate really does a lot of things well. And I think there's things it doesn't do well. You know, as Adam said, you don't get that kind of quote unquote lonely fun of I'm going to sit there and optimize my build and pour through books and get exactly the right build going in place. That fate doesn't do. It's a bad game for that. Um, mm. I think quote unquote tactical combat, and I, I'm putting this in, quote, in quotes because I think fate does do this just in different ways. Um, like I'm moving my mini to this point on the grid so I can get these bonuses and this cover and I can know that this person can't hit me and blah, 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 blah. 
It, it's right. a terrible game for that. And if I really wanted that in a game, I would not use Fate. I've seen people try to munch that stuff into Fate, but man, I, I just think that's where you go play 5e or Savage Worlds or GURPS or something that's got all that stuff built in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but in terms of like story per minute, I think Fate's great. In terms of keeping the non-active player, you know, interested, I think it's great. In terms of just being an open game that lets you really let your imagination take charge and you're, you're picturing a scene and going, hey, I think this makes sense. I can do it. Therefore, I can do it. I think it's a fantastic game. So it's just really, mm. you know, what what are you trying to achieve? What kind of game do you want? Story per minute. I think that that... That's very interesting. That's an interesting term. I haven't heard it that really before. is. I haven't either. And it's I the instant I the instant you said it, I was like, ooh, I dig that. <laughs> oh, definitely light bulb moment. Anyway, we've been going on for about 40 minutes. Yeah, now. Um, I think we should like actually do the school part. OK, fine. Yeah, let's do it. This is part you know, of the school part. Discussion, well, discussion's part of the school, Mr. Teacher. Yeah. This right. isn't supposed to be my class where I get up to do an economics lecture <laughs> and I get distracted halfway through. And now we're talking about Kanye West. Oh, you know, this right. is supposed Goodness. to be actual teacher school <laughs> with well, people that actually win awards. <laughs> for for what it's worth, you know, being, being our final episode of the series, it is nice to kind of just... Um, you know, to to take a broad look back at things and see how, um, you know, what we've thought of things, what our takeaways have been and stuff like that. But, yes, I definitely would like to jump in and play a little bit. I am all in favor of that. As you all recall, last time we played, you were chasing the shadowy jerk face. Through the city of San Francisco. Oh, I hate Shadowy Jerk Face. That's his official name now, that's Shadowy a, Jerk Face. That's his official name. We don't that's like right. him. Um, <laughs> He's different. Get him. <laughs> ah, get him. All right. And we have, you've chased him down into, or been following, trying to follow his path and down into some like sewer type areas, if I remember correct. Does that sound about right? Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. I am going to toss up in our little chat a uh, hmm. link to a Google drawing that we're going to use for our zone map. Yes. We're going to get we're going to get zoned. We're going to get zoned. Yeah, we haven't really talked about that too much yet. Give me access. <laughs> yep. All right. <laughs> fine. <laughs> well, you guys actually want to see it? Are you serious? <laughs> Come on. Yes. Actually, funnily, funny how that works, but you know actually and you will see exactly how i like my zone maps which is incredibly crude and not pretty and like (laughs) deliberately gross looking i thought this was going to be like literally a picture you took with your phone of a napkin you drew on (laughs) don't give me ideas (laughs) he's like i'll do it i'll do it um i just I just uh, requested access. I, I, I see them. I am going okay. through them. I went through. <laughs> Andrew, you are up next. Everyone else has had it. Uh, everyone else should have it. Hooray. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. See? see? I did say well, gross I quality. <laughs> when I said gross and ugly, I meant gross and, ug- and ugly. Yeah. Oh, my God. What? See? I, I, 
I, I, I, can, I can hear the art teacher over there just dying. This is what I've been saying, Adam. Perfect. I need a map that forces me to use my imagination. Oh, my God. I love it. Okay, it could be perfect. an airplane. It could be like a dude wearing yeah, a skirt. It's like a Play-Doh airplane. <laughs> This is how it's like half melted. This is how I do all of my zone maps because the only purpose is to really have us an, an understanding right. of relative layout, and I don't want anybody looking at this and thinking it's real. And there is no danger, <laughs> no of, danger that. of that. True. <laughs> no danger of that. Oh my uh, god. I I do Thank love you for this. this though, Rob. This is <laughs> this is so special. So just for the benefit of the <laughs> listeners out there, right now I am looking at the most hideous map I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Thank there you. There are one, two, three, four, five sort of pill-like <laughs> rectangle shapes uh, that look like uh, the blockheads finally caught up with Gumby and left him dying on in the gutter. <laughs> So anybody, anybody who's interested, um, and if you uh, join over at patreon.com slash inspiration point, you can head on over to our general channel where I'm going to paste an image of this. And I'm not going to say anything. We are not going to say anything about it in the chat. Not a word. Adam, no Tiana, context. Nobody, don't context. Yeah. We just put it there and let people go. What that? <laughs> what? Let me just say, like, you, you've all see, heard of Dwarven Forge, right? Yes. Right, right. This right. is the polar opposite. This is the anti-Dwarven right. Forge. <laughs> like, if you put yes. if you put a piece of Dwarven Forge on this map, they would both explode. It's the Ooh. Dwarven slag pit. <laughs> it's funny because I've been like posting drawings of of my art on our Discord. Which are very nice, and then. <laughs> And now paint night is just throwing in. Oh no. Now it looks like I did this. Oh, Oh, that's misrepresentation. Do not not give any context. No, no context. No, No. if if anyone asks any questions, I'm just going to (laughs) write speculate. Speculate. That's right. Red string. Go. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. The first one who makes sense of this wins. <laughs> what do you win? Yeah. You have to listen to find out. Ah. Tune in next time. We next episode we say good job and then your name. <laughs> <laughs> we will. We will. All right. So anyway, as you're outside <laughs> heading into the sewers, we are all currently outside the sewers and heading in. They stretch on a bit go into the darkness, where as it goes on to the end, you can see there's two sub sewer passages going to the left and to the right. You see three figures back there glaring at you and some strange glows coming from various bits and bobs off of them. Um, the one kind of in the back. Um, looks a little thinner than the others. Uh, you, you get what look. Uh, I have words. Um, you get what I looks. Believe to, you. you get a glimpse of. Oh, what you looks have the words like, today. Apparently, um, you get a glimpse of what looks like some long hair, generally feminine shape, but not sure. She seems to be wearing some kind of long trench coaty thing. Um, uh oh. Oh, you know it's bad when there's a trench coat. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, it, but there's no katanas. We are not playing vampire. <laughs> ah, fair enough. 
We are not quite that edgelord. I feel so much better. Did you ever see the game Ryan Danks made for some Kickstarter or some joke, which is katanas and trench coats? Anyway. No, but I, <laughs> that sounds amazing. I think it was Ryan. I'm going to have to look that up. may have been up. somebody else, but I, I mean, thought it was Ryan. I'll play it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not above that. <laughs> Man of discerning tastes. <laughs> she seems to be clenching some kind of slender thing in her hand and glaring at you. The other two seem to be male, hunched over a little. Um, they've got something in their hands each that looks a little uh, unfriendly. The guy on your left looks to have something that looks more like a club than anything. And the guy on the right, it looks a little stabbier. Ah, that's a that's an adjective. <laughs> oh, okay. What are the what are the um, what's the actual structure of the the kind of the sewer area that we're in, like what are there in terms of like, like uh, pipes or, you know, conduits being run along the wall, whether for water or electricity, like, um, you know, are there, is there a grating above the floor that we're walking on or are we just like literally ankle deep in muck? Um, yeah, there's, there's some, it's, it's actually kind of a combination so there's are some points where there are muck. There's little like uh, passages on each side that seem raised over it. So it's kind of a channel in the middle of the muck. Um, okay. So like a, like a maintenance catwalk sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. And then there okay. are some like bridges that are kind of uh, mesh, not mesh, but kind of grates over the, um, over the uh, center at various points. Cool. So that there's a way to get from point A to point B without having to walk through the muck. Presumably because the workers don't want to be uh, in knee deep in muck. By the way, for uh, for anyone who's at all interested to know, uh, Rob is running this uh, this map. Uh, you know, maybe we'll put that in air quotes. Um, <laughs> uh, he is actually. <laughs> um, it's, no, on, it's, it's on a Google drawing. And the best yeah. part about it is that the document is called Untitled Drawing. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Can you guess Maximum how many effort. minutes ago I made this? It's you know what? That, that is my favorite part about it is yes. because I I do the opposite where I spend like hours in uh, incarnate making something that's as readable as possible. <laughs> and yet so much more joy has been derived from this drawing. Now, now the now the title is <laughs> sewer map, comma. <laughs> I love it. So far, no one has commented. By the way, okay. on uh, the general chat. Well, uh, they're just looking at it and wondering. <laughs> well, and generally, the reason I like to do things this way, and this is just kind of a fady thing, is in that case, I should have known where you're coming, so I could have prepped this. But in general, for me, it's. I don't know where you're going, so why would I set up maps? Right. That's number one. And the fact that the game system does really allow for this kind of uh, on the fly. Okay, cool. Let's just let me just get a general sketch of the area and draw some lines between it and go is one of the things that really makes it accessible for this kind of improvisational player directed, very player uh, proactive types of gameplay. So, yes. Versus, oh, mm. I have to do this full map in squares and blah, 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 blah. And, mm. No. Anyway, they they all glare at you. And um, that's rude. You know, 
the the guy in the front right with the stabby bit, you know, says, "You're not going any further. We will not let you get to them." Uh, get to who exactly? The uh, the lady in the rear looks to be uh, glaring, especially at Charlotte. Yeah, I have eyes on her as well because I've clocked her as a probable magic user. Yeah, I don't. I, I think you. Yeah, I mean. Like you can like half open your side and go, oh yeah, magic user. You don't even really need to do that. She's wearing a trench coat and carrying a wand. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Charlotte, who the lady? I don't believe I've had the pleasure of her acquaintance. I mean, if you've got contacts, you can give me a quick roll and see if you do know her, or you could even declare that you do know her with a fake point. Womp, womp, womp. <gasps> Ooh. Uh, I'll go ahead and roll contacts. Why not? I've got a plus one in that. Okay. Neat. Uh, we're going to say she's going to be pretty hard to know. I'm going to want to see like at least a plus three to have an idea of who she is. Okay. Uh, yeah, that that zeroed out. Okay. Yeah, you, you don't know. But I mean, that's not really surprising. There's enough people in the town that not knowing somebody is not a big uh, a surprise. Um, I'm also not terribly surprised that she's clocked me because for those who know, white court vampires kind of stand out. They're sparkly. It's not sparkly. It's just really pretty. Uh, Rex is going to turn, is going to kind of turn around real quick and just um, look, kind of glance at both Sam and Charlotte. And uh, he's going to ask, smash or grab? Let's try starting with talking. Mm, option three. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll look at, at the three of them and raise my voice slightly. We do not have to come into conflict. The one we, frowns at that. You, you, you are not our enemies. You are merely in our way. The one left says, look, as she says, the cleansing comes, all will be washed away. All of your kind. Yes, this seems like the right environment for it. <laughs> Nothing says cleansing purity like the sewer system. Ah, it's funny because sewer dirty. That is why it's funny. Yes, I get it. One, the one in the back shouts, just looks at you and says, you will not be allowed to join with the shadow. Nor do we particularly want to. <laughs> we are interested in um, knowing more about you, though. Uh, what uh, what you doing? We are here to cleanse the world of the abominations in the sewer. That's what that's what waste treatment for. Looks over you. Your type of abomination is not just in the sewer. That is why it must be cleansed. Perhaps if you were content to live here, we could allow it. Did she uh, just say me abomination? Well, who are you? The lady in the back who, who seems to have kind of a leadership role um, just says, enough of this talking. Deal with them. <gasps> All right. Here we go. Yeah, I don't, right, I don't think time. I don't think they like you very much. What? Me say again. <laughs> we're so likable. or grab. <laughs> they were like, stop coming here. And we were like, ha ha, you live in the sewer. And then they're like, yeah, let's just kill them. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's fair. <laughs> you come in here to my house and you talk trash about my house. About my trash. Smash about my it. trash. <laughs> Smash most, grab her. Okay. Um, we're going to start because she kind of said, made the go when everyone else is talking, I'm going to go ahead and give her the first, the first move. Um, she is going to, she takes her, her rod 
and aims it at some of the conduits and lets out a uh, bolt of force at it. Uh, you know, a Ventas Servitas kind of Dresden-esque explanation of yeah. the force. Um, I mean, I'm not glad that they're doing that, but I, it is cool. <laughs> Anyone going to try and do something to stop her? Um, well, man, she's doing that pretty quick. So frankly, I'm. it's taking me a little by surprise. I would like to pull out a knife and throw it at her hand. Is that possible? As a defense action? As I don't opposition? know. Is, does, does that count? I mean, that's like, stopping her from doing what she's trying to do. So if that's the that, goal, then yes. That's true. Yes, that is what I want to do. Okay. Also, maybe draw a little blood on her hand. Okay. Mm. For reasons. For reasons. I, gee, I couldn't imagine what those reasons could be. <laughs> all right. Okay. So she's going to go ahead and do that. Uh, she did not roll all that well. Hooray. Um, she only got a two. What's your what's your roll with, uh, I guess that sounds like uh, probably a shoot. Ah, well, let's roll. Got to get up in the mic. Yeah. <laughs> clack, clack. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. yeah. <laughs> okay, so my, luckily my bonus is pretty good. Uh, so I got a total of two. <gasps> okay. So that's a tie on her create advantage. Um, so what's going to happen is in this area, she's not going to get the invoke on it. Um, I guess technically, actually, yeah, this here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. Um, she's letting it out as it goes to like the knife, like barely nicks her. And what's going to happen is it's going to hit the conduits over here, making a steam cloud that you all have <gasps> an invoke on. Hey. This is part of what I really like about the mechanics of the game. Yes. Okay. okay. She's environmental aspects. She is going to go ahead and pass uh, the initiative over to uh, why not Rex? That is, you are saying all the words that I was hoping you would say. Um, so let's see. So there's a steam cloud and... What's the, how does it function again if you're trying to move more than one zone? Uh, you get to move one zone for free. Right. Uh, you can move more than one zone as an overcome, but then that's your action, basically. Gotcha. Okay. In that case, um, I am going to take a step into the zone ahead uh, and let's see. I'm just going to stand. I'm going to uh, move into the zone ahead, but try to keep myself between uh, keep the steam cloud between their line of sight and myself. Yeah, that's fine. You're basically the steam clouds there. It's going to provide some passive opposition. You don't really need to declare that too much, Okay, um, but you can spend that invoke if you want. If you really want to like explicitly position it you could frame that as like a create advantage on the steam cloud to give you another invoke on it i i would like to use the steam cloud to create an advantage um because i would like to uh basically leap out of it uh on my on my next turn okay uh so the steam cloud is actually in the zone that you're not are you trying to move both zones or one zone um if because I was going to jump on the next turn. You have to be in the same zone as the thing to invoke it? No. 
Okay. So I would like to be standing kind of in the um in the zone that's between where we are and where they are. Sure. Where I can move for free. Yeah. Because next round I'm going to be moving out as the uh, the free move and then uh do the uh the tackle. Okay. Um, we're going to go ahead and say that is a stealth roll because it sounds like you're trying to sneak into something, which sounds pretty stealthy to me. Um, okay. And we're going to give um, the magey type. Actually, she's actually. I think the other, the stabby guy's probably got a better notice. He's gonna he's gonna try and watch you. I'm just gonna let the best of them oppose that. Um, All right. Because if one and of them gets it, that should be fine. I haven't assigned uh, many many uh skills yet then so assign I'm gonna, your skill i'm gonna put stealth at a fair okay all right so let me give you that roll clack 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 oh jesus Ooh. okay so we got two pluses a minus and a blank so the plus and the minus are gonna negate each other and we got the blank so We've got a single plus mm-hmm. as well as the plus two from myself being at fair. So that is yep. a three for Rex. Yeah, well, they got a six. They got a plus four on top of the fair <laughs> notice. Well, I'm just a, uh, a steamed flesh golem right now. So that's gross. <laughs> that's, that's gross. I make it now. Actually, it's interesting because now you both have um, an invoke. Okay. And actually, because it was a tie, you guys shouldn't have gotten a free invoke on the Steam Cloud. It was just done with no real success with nobody getting uh, an invoke on it. So they have a free invoke on it. I'm I'm going to mark their free invokes with angle brackets and yours with square brackets. (laughs) Okay. That, see? Don't, don't. That's intuitive. If we throw more people in there, yeah, because they're angled because they're sharp and nasty and pointy and bad. Ah, see, that makes sense. It's perfect. I love it. Okay. I'm steamy. Uh, so you see gonna, the stabby guy kind of like he, he's tracking you. Actually, he, you, you don't even necessarily know. It looks like he's tracking you, but you're not entirely sure about it. You know, you kind of as you're trying to sneak away there, you like go into where the steam is coming out and it kind of like ah for a second. Gotcha. And we're going to pass the, you know, we're, we'll pass it to stabby guy. Stabby guy. So we don't use up all our turns right from the jump. Sure. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. He is going to try to sneak into the steam cloud as well and use that for some cover. Okay. Anyone going to try and watch him? Uh, yeah, sure. I My notice is pretty good. Okay. Cool. Go ahead and let's try that. Okay. He does not roll nearly as well this time at a, it's a three. He still beat me because uh, these dice are mean. <laughs> they do be mean sometimes <laughs> for show. Those it minuses like hurt, that. dude. Mm-hmm. I'm going to explicitly say that he's in the cloud out of sight. Mm. Makes sense. As opposed to just the steam cloud being there in general. Um, okay. He is going to pass it over to um, Sherlock. Charlotte, um, looking around, I I want to hamper the other magic user as much as I can. So okay. I am. So the conduits are like wires. Yeah, they're like well, they're they're like containers for wires. They're like 
pipes that wires would go in mm-hmm. or water or you know clean water or whatever the case may be. The conduit is like it's like a tube that wires goes into. Right. Okay. And with the cloud between me and it, I probably can't tell exactly what it is, but I want to try and uh, use uh, my my lore, my magic abilities to grab one of one of the conduits, pull it and bend it so that it's pointed at her so that if there's something liquid in there, it's pointing at her. And if it's not, then I can continue to use it later. Okay. Um, Ooh, it's go ahead. like flexi conduit. Flex. Well, I mean, anything, anything flexes if you, if you, if you push it hard enough. Is that fair enough? Okay. Okay. Uh, so my lore is at a great, so that is Ooh. a five. Okay. She is going to try to um, counter your energy I assume you're basically shooting some kind of energy bolt, or is it more like telepathic or what? It's a little bit more like like telekinesis, like, like reaching telekinesis. over, doing doing the Professor X thing and gesturing, or more like Magneto, I guess. Okay. Um, she seems a little more vulgar in her magic than you are, so she kind of sees that. She sees what you're doing. She sees you reaching for it, um, and she is just going to actually like send out a wave of force to kind of hold it in place. And she also got the exact same roll of five, hmm. which is only a plus one. She is also very good at lore. So that means that um, the conduit is basically buckling out, we'll say. Um, it's not really that easy for you to take advantage of. It's kind of buckled out and uh, bent out, if that makes okay. sense. I'm using the yeah. same word a lot because I, I work good. All right, but nobody's getting a free invoke on that sucker. Fair. Um, I will. There's a second. There's a stabby person and the other person who hasn't really been identified with a uh, adjective yet. So I'll pass it to them. He looks smashy. There we go. Stabby smashy. So I'll pass it over to smashy. Okay. He, you kind of lose track of him for a second, Rex, and he comes bursts out of that cloud of steam and straight into you with a charge. What you're gonna do is this guy comes with his with his big old club over his head and comes down on your head or tries to. I grab the club out of his hand. Okay, that sounds. He don't probable. know what he's up against. That sounds like a fight roll to me. So go ahead and roll your fight. You bet. All right, fight is at Jesus. good. And that's a wash on the dice. We got a plus, a minus, and two blanks. So that's going to be a total of three because my fight is still good. Um, he got a, He is coming out of the steam cloud, so that is an invoke. He has a total of nine. I am rolling like so a that's monster. A little, that's a breath. little... Little better than than mine, you know. Just just a just a, a hair, a scotch, if you will. Just a, t- uh, a touchy touch. Just a touch. So uh, yeah, he tries to conk me with the club, and, and I does. try to grab it, but uh, slips right through my hands because the steam is making my 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 hands moist, Ugh. and uh, moist. nobody wants to be any kind of moist when you're in a sewer. So, uh, yeah. So Rex gets bashed. So real good. He, he's doing nine stress to you. What is your, uh, holy mother? Well, no, what's your, he's, he's got a nine. What's your, what did you get? I got a three. So Total? the shift After is your six. That's 
Yes, I got a three because of my skill. Otherwise, I would have had zero. Oh, that's right. It was wash. Okay, so that's six stress incoming. <sighs> okay. Um. So we're gonna take. Oh my goodness. So you know what? Just to make it interesting. Didn't you actually have like a stunt that lets you use physique to? Uh, oh, to suck I can up use. Damage? Fi- I can use physique to defend. Yeah, I thought you had a stunt that was something like that. I forgot exactly how we wrote it, but that's true. Um, so I'm I'm able to use physique when defending. So if I like when used... defending specifically physical type attacks, right? Right. This definitely well, qualifies. The the stunt it says here just says use physique to defend, but yeah. um, we may have had more specifics somewhere else. I, that's I think fine. I just wrote it short. I think, um, I think whatever, I think this definitely qualifies as the intent of what we were talking about with that stunt. So, all right. So that'll take so, it down to five. Take it down to five. So in that case, I am going to use my, um, looking at the, I have the, the, the core fate sheet. Yeah. Um, that has the, uh, the, the different numbered stress boxes, the one, right. two, three, and the four. Are we doing that or were you using those like the individual stress boxes that are all like worth one apiece? We are doing accelerated style stress. Okay. Which is there are each individual one and you can use more than one at a time. Okay. Or sorry, condensed style. Um, let me get the number of boxes that you have. Okay. You have a f- great physique. I do. Okay. That is going to give you a total of six stress boxes. Okay, cool. In that case, let's use. Oh my goodness! Well, let's let's get some consequences going on here, because um, mm. because Rex kind of underestimated. I mean, you can just from a pure game optimization side, you should always use stress if you can use stress. Oh, okay. In in that case, it's uh, you said it was five. Yeah. So I'll just soak them all. Okay. Oof. All right. No consequences. I've got one stress box left. Oh boy. Okay. And Alex, that's well, you don't know his name yet, but his name is in fact Alex. He is more than willing to hand it over to. I believe Sam is the only person to not do anything yet. Yep, that's right. Um, when Rex got hit in the head, mm-hmm. uh, did, did he bleed? Uh, I think it's a reasonable assumption that there, there's at least a nice, you know, uh, amount of blood on the club with it hit. Like, well, I don't actually, I don't know. He didn't take a consequence. So that sounds, sounds to me more like a big thud than, than necessarily a blood. Okay. Well, I still drew a little bit of blood from what's her name. Um, who had the mm. rod. Yep. Am I able to see her? Um, it's difficult because there is a big cloud of steam in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, can I use uh, basically a sense of smell to find her blood? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, you can definitely locate kind of where she is, basically. That's, okay. no, that's no issue. I mean, it's like obscuring her slightly, but it's not like, you know, except for the people that have actually like made the effort to go into the steam cloud. It's not like you can't see what's happening there. It's not completely obscuring. I'd like to create an advantage by causing a quick spritz of blood to come out of her hand and create sort of a, of a fog that uh, 
at least temporarily blinds her. Whoa. Okay. Obscures her vision. Okay. Um, yeah, go ahead and do that. Uh, what skill have you been using for your blood powers? Usually shoot. It doesn't uh, no, feel like more a shoot, a, though. Yeah, so I was thinking, I know will is typically defensive, but I was thinking, can will be used to, like, manipulate forces? We've usually been using lore for that. Um, mm. I'm not necessarily opposed to it, though. What do y'all think? I think I think willpower, especially given that we're trying, we were trying to do this at least kind of casually in the Dresden verse, yeah. yeah. and um, in in I will say in one of the books, no spoilers. <laughs> there's an example of using will to uh, to physically force something around. Um, mm-hmm. So I I think there's precedent in the universe. Okay. I'm willing to buy that. Yeah, I'd 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 go for that as well. I I, t- I tend to think of magic as being part partially lore, partially force of will. Yeah. Right. Then again, if we we're going to do a bigger campaign out of this, we would need to probably, define that a little better. Yeah, probably yeah. use D- probably use DFA and get more formalized and just kind of help Adam with it so he wouldn't get spoiled by all the spoily spoilers in DFA. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. The spoily, like to, spoilers of spoilerdom. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to burn a fate point to re-roll. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, wait a second. Let her defend first. She is okay. going to try to use All lore right. to kind of try to back that up, because I'm going to let her continue doing that. Um, Jesus, my dice. Okay, well, that's at least better. Yeah, she got a six on her defense. So she's uh, like, geez. you know, she, you're kind of forcing the will, and she's like, what the? And then, you know, does a quick thing with her fingers to kind of to kind of counter it. And it seems like it's being effective, dot, dot, dot. Right. Uh, I definitely want to re-roll if I can. Okay. Um, so, dear Invoke, what, what aspect are you invoking? And tell me what's happening oh on the screen. God. Tell me what's happening on the screen. Okay. Um, so, again, I, I, I can kind of feel blood when it's out. You see uh, Sam's eyes kind of taking on a red hue. And, like, there's, oh. like, kind of a red mist filling his nostrils. And he is like trying to pull and struggle against her. And like, so she's pulling her hand away. He's trying to pull it back towards him. Uh, It's like, I've got at least a small leash on you. I want to tug at it and, and use it. Uh, However, um, she yanks real hard. (laughs) Just can't make it happen. Oof. So uh, when I rolled again, I did much worse. <laughs> um, so that sucks. That's how fate. much, how much worse. So, okay. Uh, my will is two. And then I have a stunt that should bring it to four, but then I go minus three. So one, one. Okay. Um, so she's going to succeed with style. I think. Yes, she is. Uh <laughs> So not only does she like prevent and stop this, but you can feel her back tracing back to you and she can hear her <gasps> voice in your mind. Just for a sec. Not like, not like steady in there, but just like give up a bomb. Give it up. You freak. So she's got a, Aww. she's got a boost on you. That was mean. Oh, no, no. Uh, let's give her the turn. And just okay. as a reminder, what does a boost give a you? A boost is basically an unnamed aspect. It is worth a plus two. However, it's generally supposed to be spent the next turn. Okay. Um, ah, ah, 
Kate, one of our uh, one of the folks in the in the in the Patreon Discord, uh, just responded <laughs> with a gift to that map, and it's all like what, <laughs> which is appropriate. <laughs> So, so I just want to know, Andrew, when you talked about maps that like force you to imagine what's happening, is this what you were thinking of or not quite this uh, uh, two year old smearing his poop around? Actually, this is uh, pretty close. Like, give me give me some vague suggestions. Like maybe I'd see some lines for where a walkway was or like a bridge. But yeah. You know, if I was actually drawing this like with an actual physical media or I had like a tablet in front of me, I probably would have done that. Oh, yeah. You did this with a mouse. Yeah, I can tell. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's obvious. (laughs) It's perfect. It's great. Okay, so she's got this pressure. You've got this voice in your head and she just says this to you and you can hear it in your head, Sam. And all of a sudden, it's like you can feel the pressure growing inside of you. Um like trying to burst its way out. Consider this an attack with uh, with her lore as she's manipulating. You can kind of see her using that channel that you created against you. So yeah, oh, she no. is going to use her. She is, she is burning her boost on this. How, what are you going to do to not get your head exploded? Okay, I need to. Uh, I know that uh, essentially she's trying to create a sense of pressure being a phlebotomist and I am going to uh, try to rechannel my own blood <sighs> out of there and uh, somewhere else. I'm just going to make my heartbeat super fast, perhaps. Whoa. And, and just redirect. I like it. All right, go ahead. Give me a, what is, what role skill are you using for your blood magey stuff? Well, in this case, I may be, well, we established last time it was typically will, but since I'm using kind of like my knowledge yeah. in this case, it sounds more like a lore. You could have. So yeah, I'd buy, I'd buy either. I'd buy either. You can take whichever okay. one you prefer. I'm easy. Okay. All right. I dropped a die and I don't trust the blue dice anymore. Nope. <laughs> so here we go. You traitor <laughs> oh man oh my oh, god no. i'm about to have my head exploded oh no uh, actually okay. no it didn't she did okay. not she got a total of four including bomb using the boost okay wow so um, she did not do well do well okay i i would like to burn another fate point i know i'm kind of burning through them quickly that's what they're for uh, yep and to use my phlebotomist powers. Uh, what did you that. roll? What did you roll? Uh, I got a total of one. Okay. So you've definitely got three stress, right? Yes. Okay. So tactically, I will tell you this stress comes at the end, back at the end of a conflict, fate points don't. Mm. So in general, gotcha. like tactically speaking, the order of things you want to burn is roughly f- stress is free. You, you burn stress right. like there's no tomorrow because it comes right back. After that, minor consequence is probably the next thing. Then okay. probably fate points and then your bigger consequences. That's generally kind of the order you want to go in. Um, so there's my exceptions, physique but that's is the, one. Okay. So, I mean, do I have the stress to yeah. handle this? You have four stress. Oh, okay. And she's going to do three. So you'll even have a stress left. Okay. Then I guess we'll just take it out. You got some, got a nosebleed. 
yeah, that's about it because she's not really doing that much more because it was a stress hit and not like something actually like, you know, brain is brain explodey. Mm-hmm. Didn't, um, she, didn't use a consequence, so didn't leave anything lasting. Right. And remember, consequences are mostly determined by how long the effect is, not how necessarily how severe it is. Right. Usually the two are locked in together, but the duration is really the differentiator. Mm. Gotcha. All right. Um, she's going to give it back to you because that was fun. Oh, oh man. Okay. Uh, all right. Again. Okay. Uh, this time I would like to create an advantage and I just want to rip a bunch of blood out of her uh, and over to me. Okay. And uh, in fact, maybe this is more of an attack. I want to make that little paper cut I gave mm-hmm. her uh, give up quite a lot of blood. Ooh. Okay. So basically using my blood mage telekinesis. Okay. So will. It sounds like will. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Not too bad. There we go. So with my stunt, that should be a total of seven. Okay. Well, she's still going to try and and do the same basic defense. Because, I mean, fictionally, it's kind of the same action, except just, you know, different focus on it. Um, She gets a five. So you're still doing two stress to her. Uh, she's going to accept that. Yeah. So you, you managed to rip it out. And it's all of a sudden, like you can see this kind of geyser coming out of her finger, like the world's worst paper cut. <laughs> all right. That's something. And I will pass to Rex. All right. So this time Rex is going to step into the zone. He's going to get in the zone. Auto zone. The auto zone. I was trying not to do that. <laughs> I was genuinely uh, trying to not do that. We were. <laughs> and I would like to use, I would like to invoke uh, one of Rex's personal character aspects, the suitable application of destruction and smash the uh the ceiling of the tunnel to try to get a bunch of the tunnel's ceiling to collapse on top of um the the enemy mage as well as the uh stabby guy um okay well you don't know where the stabby guy is he's somewhere in the steam cloud but you're not sure of his exact position oh okay still um, i'm i'm just you- basically trying to cause a big collapse in sure. in the zone um in order to hopefully uh smash them up quite a bit okay. so i'm my my thinking is that this would be a physique based attack yeah it's a great it's, not, it's an attack or a great advantage um Actually, you know what? Let's try to make it a create advantage because I want to try to basically pin them down. Yep. Yeah, you can do that. Okay. So let's see. And I will spend a fate point because I'm invoking one of my own. I would uh, always recommend waiting until after the roll to spend your fate points. But you do you. Oh, I because I thought that um, uh, invoking the... Uh, uh, one of my own aspects required that. No, no. Oh, the only the only time that you generally want to invoke as you do an action is if the action you're doing makes your aspect or invoke uh, irrelevant afterwards, right? So, like, if you're on above mm. somebody and you jump down and you have an an aspect of I'm above them with an invoke. Oh, 
Okay. You invoke it as you do it because once you do that, you're not above them. And so that invoke goes away. You may as well just gotcha. catch it. Gotcha. Okay. So if if suitable application of destruction is is necessary, we can apply that after the fact. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So let's roll. Ooh, okay. So got two pluses and two minuses. So that's a wash. Um, so that's going to be just a straight four, uh, from physique being great. Okay. I'm going to say that in this case, because her magic so far seems very kind of point in line based that she's not going to be able to really stop that just because you're making too much come down. Okay. It's, it's too much over wide area. It's, it's, she's kind of point and shoot ray kind of stuff. And and that's not what it, so she's going to have to get out of the way. Okay. And her athletics is not that great. And it is in fact, not great enough. Um, so yeah, she is, uh, under some rubble and you have a free invoke on that. All right. All right. And let's pass that to, you know what? Uh, things are, it looks like things might've taken a turn for us. So let's let Charlotte try to take advantage of the situation that I've just created. Okay. Um, with, with her pinned down, possibly distracted, uh, I want to go ahead and do another pull on that buckled conduit to, Mm -hmm. Basic, basically, try to uh, knock her out of out of the fight. Are you, so it's an attack. Yes. So basically, you're trying to take the buckled conduit, rip it out of the wall, and into her, right? Yes. Okay. Holy moly. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, she still generally is going to see this coming. Um. So what is she going to do? I feel like that's a single enough attack that she can probably use her. Uh, magic against to help it however she is pinned down i was gonna so, say can can i invoke the aspect of her being under some rubble that oh you absolutely can i'm also going to say that's going to make it harder so i'm going to give you like a basically a minimum roll of like plus three uh because basically no matter how poorly you do she's still under rubble that just makes it hard for her to defend mm-hmm. that's kind yeah. of the opposite of the passive opposition except so go ahead so should I go ahead and and also invoke the the under some rubble to basically be like her her hands are trapped and she can't like uh, only if do necessary. It. Okay, that's mm. fair. All right, two pluses, two minuses. That's a wash. My lore is a plus four. Uh, do I is it does 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 a plus three stack on top of that? To no, make I don't. It's okay. a, it's a best of. It's a best of. So okay. you you did better than that. So if you'd rolled really horrible, you'd still get the plus three. You okay. know, which could have been enough if she rolled poorly or, you know, easier to bump up. However, she also got a plus four as she she reaches out, you know, and is able to kind of hold that hold that back a little bit. This is where you do have the invoke, though. OK, I would like to in, uh, invoke that aspect that as she moves her her hand uh, because she's a much more uh, blunt force instrument of magic than I am. She's moving her hand very quickly and disturbs some of the rubble that comes over and like crushes down on top of her hand. Okay. And uh, like it makes it makes it harder for her to do the the um, the gesture component of what she needs to do. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And she'll she'll let that go because I'm not going to sit there. Uh, just G- general GM tip in fate. 
generally you don't want to use your fake points defensively. You usually want to use them offensively mm. 99% of the time because you want to use things to add stress and add tension, not remove it. Um, sure. Good so I'm always going to use it to hit harder. I'm generally not going to use it to dodge things because we're going to drive towards a conclusion, not away from it. I don't mm. want to stall things out. I want to put the brakes on. That um, makes sense. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that comes down and smash her. It's like, ah! You know, she's uh, clearly very disturbed by this. All right. I think, uh, who do we have left? I think we've got the big smashy and the stabby guys are the only ones left to go. Sounds correct. So who's next, Charlotte? Uh, I will pass it over to Stabby. Okay, Stabby is in the cloud of steam, and Rex is right by the cloud of steam. Oh, huh. no. wonder what mm. he's going to do. He's going to get Stabby. Um, he's pretty good at fighting still, and he is going to go ahead and burn that uh, invoke because it, again, will not be relevant after he does this action. Okay. He probably should have some kind of... Actually, I'm going to say that he has a stunt to give him plus two to fight when he is hidden. That seems right for somebody who's, stab- who's stabby, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of can't argue with that. I'm making this up on the fly, but that seems reasonable. Oh, it makes sense. <laughs> um, so he's going to do that. That gives him a lot of it. And he rolls for crap. Um, so he has an effective fight of plus two or a plus five. He's burning that invoke to give him an effective fight of plus seven, but he rolls a minus two for a total of plus five. What are you doing, Rex, as this guy comes out of the steam and tries the stabby stabby? I am uh, defending with physique, so I'm basically letting him come right at me because that's how okay. Rex rolls. Okay. Rex rolls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never going to give you. Okay. Uh, all right, so... That is going to be, uh, geez, Louise's dice. Okay, so that's a wash on the dice. So that's a four um, with uh, my physique. Can I uh, can I invoke the um, my? It's just a flesh wound aspect. Yeah. To um, to help with that, so that that would give me. Uh, plus two if I spend a fate point on that. Sure. So he got a five, you got a four. So right now he's he's looking at doing one point of stress for you. Right. So I'm gonna invoke it's... Do you really want it do you really want to spend a fate point to save one point of stress? Oh, he's only got the one left, right? Yeah, I've yeah, only got the one left. Back. Stress comes back, fate does Oh, so he is he's just dealing one so I can take so the one and I'm fine. If so I... far. So far. He might invoke something else because he seems like that kind of a jerk. But if he runs down to zero stress, isn't he like knocked out or has no. to concede or something? Then he can then he can start taking consequences. Mm. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. So it, again, in general, what you want to do is don't stress is free. Don't worry about taking stress. It's not a big deal. Um, next thing I would generally take is a minor consequence mm-hmm. because if you concede, then you get a free fate point for spending that, and minor consequences go away after seen anyway. So it's really not that big of a deal. Okay. Then I'd start spending fate points or debating consequences after that. But I would always spend your stress and your minor slot first. Gotcha. Good, good tip. Okay, so I'll take the I'll take the one stress. Um, okay. As well, so you're not doing it yet. However, oh, okay. you notice he does not seem to give up, and he gets in there, and you're kind of fighting him off, not doing much, and he keeps stabbing you and stabbing you and stabbing you. 
So he is invoking his never give up aspect. So now he's going to be doing three stress unless you do something. Uh, okay. So now I, you know what? We haven't really done this. So I will take a mild consequence. Cool. And spend your additional and spend your last stress, right? I, yes, yes. Okay. I did cool. do that. Um, so yeah, as he's stabbing you, um, what, what kind of consequences does that look like to you? Leaking a little bit? Maybe there's a piece ripped off? Um, maybe he, uh, he's, he snapped some stitches, you know, I'm flesh golem, you know, stuff's all sewn together. Yeah, it could be that. It sounds to me like probably maybe a piece fell off though, because you're a flesh golem, you're sewn together. Oh, that's true. I mean, like, a, okay. like a stitch is like nothing to you, right? That's true. So, okay. What, uh, what could, what could fall off? Um, you know what? I'm trying to, I'm trying to, um, to like stop him and get him off and his mm-hmm. uh his maybe it makes one of my hands fall on the ground sure okay i like it that definitely feels like a good consequence for you for a minor one because i'll just stitch it back on afterwards right yep okay cool cool um and that leaves smashy guy as all that's left um what's he gonna do I don't think he's going to pick on poor Rex too much. I think he's going to pick on Charlotte. He's seen Zappy stuff. You know, Zappy stuff is bad. (laughs) So that guy comes back at you. Now he's got this big club and he's, you know, charging to to handing the club over his head and it's going to come down and brain you. See, I like it when people do that because I don't have any brains to hurt. (laughs) Ha ha jokes on them. (laughs) So what are you doing as you see this, this big guy come at you? charging uh seeing him come at me and remembering what they said about uh becoming part of the shadow i actually want to draw on lore to make like a big flash of light in his eyes to um blind him and make it easier for me to get out of the way um okay let's see he's he's gonna see that coming i think he's just gonna try and get you before you get that off uh, well, that's just a defense, so that's you're, it's not going to be a uh, create. I mean, you could get a boost out of it, but that's fine anyway. All right, so he's gonna f- he's gonna just try and smack your hand down, okay, and smack and brain you. And that's versus Even, my. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, versus, I mean, I mean, what what do you what do you think? Is it going to be that you're not weren't smart enough or fast enough to do that? Uh, I'd be using lore for that. Okay, we'll let you lose lore. No, don't lose lore. <laughs> let's uh, let you use lore. <laughs> sorry, I I need that. Fun. <laughs> uh that's a wash so plus plus four okay so he is definitely coming in there and it's like you're trying to defend it but aren't, aren't quite able to get out that out that fast enough so he's currently looking like doing one stress to you dot, okay dot, dot. i'm not gonna worry about one stress okay well you're not he gonna stress is also he wow. is also deceptively quick and he is burning a fate point and actually that goes to he is deceptively quick, so he burns the fate points. So now it's going to be three stress. He's actually even faster than you thought. You thought he had another second, but he's, he's getting right in there. Yeah. I have four stress, right? Mm-hmm. So you can take three without any real issues. I'll accept that for for now. Trying to, I, I feel like I'm trying to like roll with the the strike, but just am not timing it well because he's way faster than I thought he would be. Yeah. Okay. So cool. And he is going to give initiative back to himself. Oh, no. 
And now he's going for basically, you know, he did the kind of first strike all the way down. Second one, he's back. He's kind of doing the kind of uppercut, you know, putting his whole body into it to, to try and smash you off your feet. This guy's not subtle. <laughs> this whole team, with the exception of Stabby, is not super subtle. No, they're not. Uh, and he, as you did the light, he's like, <laughs> we like the light. Ooh. You get the feeling he's not part of Shadow Man's team. Interesting. So what are you doing as he tries to smush your face or smush <laughs> your, as, as he tries to do the flying uppercut, the golf swing? Oh, I. He does not, however, actually yell out four. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's smart enough to uh, come up with that joke in the moment. That's a missed opportunity. <laughs> right. That hurts me. Um, I take too stress. I, wah, wah. <laughs> um, I drawing, drawing, Take it in. Take it an example from our non-subtle magic user over there. I'm gonna like throw <laughs> th- throw my hands up and just try to push him away with pure force. Just that sheer. Don't touch me. Sure, go for it. Holy <laughs> sh! Is that a good holy? Uh, that's a very good holy. <laughs> I just rolled all, right. all pluses. That's an eight. Wow. Yeah, he only got a four. So you defend with style. You're actually you definitely do that and actually knock him back. I am going to say, I'm going to name that boost. You normally don't have to, but you always can. Mm-hmm. In this case, I think the narrative is obvious enough that we'll take the time. Um, he is going to go ahead and give initiative to Rex. All right. Sorry, I was just writing down a timestamp here. Um, okay, so Rex is not a fan of Stabby Guy, and he is like right up on him now because... He was stabbing him like crazy. Mm-hmm. So that chokes lamb. That actually, I that was uh, getting pretty close to what I was going to do. Is is that the steam cloud is coming out of like a bent, uh, uh, a bent pipe? Do it, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's coming out of a bent pipe. Yeah. All right. So basically, oh boy, Rex is going to grab this uh, stabby guy by the back of his head by like his hair with his one still attached hand and just smash his (laughs) mouth open over the pipe. So the pipe is just straight into his mouth. Oh, geez. And just, he can certainly try and just hold him there and uh, let him get steamed uh, in the out uh, from the inside, like a uh, microwavable bag of frozen veggies. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he is, of course, going to try and dodge the hell out of your way. That's, that's <laughs> I, I mean, I suppose that makes sense. Um, self-preservation, like what? what? Imagine. <laughs> All right. So let's do uh, what am I what am I rolling physique? Because it's uh, um, just like physical movement. Yeah, we'll let we'll let you go ahead. I'm going to play this a little fast and loose. Normally, I'd be a little more leaning towards force fight most of the time, but we'll let you have physique. All right, that's fine. Cool. Come on, baby. He's doing the dodgy dodge. Oh, can I spend a fate point to re-roll? Oh no! Uh, of course you can. Just what aspect are you doing? So you you don't you roll poorly. You know, you go to reach him. He actually only gets a three on his defense. So if you rolled better than three, you don't need to invoke. I sure did not. Um, I I rolled 
I rolled a Yahtzee of minuses. So Ooh, I rolled uh, the Yahtzee nice. of pluses. You got the Yahtzee of minuses. See, I got a Yahtzee of pluses once on a on an attack on uh, Rex. Oh, God. Um, the worst. Okay. Um, so he uh, so he do- you you reach out to him and maybe you're still in pain from losing your hand. It's sitting on the floor. You're like, that's my hand. Um, he just quickly dodges out of the way. He probably actually dodges the hand that's not there. You yes. probably would have had him if the hand that you reach out with a hand that's there's no hand. And so he just dodges out of the way of it. Dot, dot, dot. But he slips on some of the collapsed rubble. And that's my opportunity. Okay. And so he- go ahead and re- do your reroll. All right. Okay. So. We've got uh, we've got plus and minus, so that's a wash, and then two blanks, so that's just gonna be four. Okay. Now, could I apply the suitable application of destruction, given that I am applying a destroyed object suitably to this person's face? <laughs> uh, yeah, I absolutely would allow that. All right, let's do that. So we'll, we'll. So he slips, he slips, and you're able to get another attack in there as he slips. That's the opportunity you need. You kind of like give him a little shot, but then you grab some of the rubble, lift it over your head, and come down on him. Okay, nice. I mean, unless you want to narrate it differently, but I think that makes sense. I still want to smash him into that pipe. Okay. I mean, you're not going to do what you describe oh, because okay. you're doing stress. <laughs> that's true that's true i am i am doing stress um so in in that case yeah maybe he just falls and uh you know uh conks his head good on uh on a on a rock and maybe he's like maybe maybe he's like prone on the ground yeah okay well he's not gonna be prone he's still gonna be standing up because you didn't create advantage on oh okay fair enough now, you do, since you're doing three stress, what you can do is you can change one. You can exchange one of your stress for a boost, which isn't going to be enough to be have him on the ground entirely, but it can have him staggering from the blow. Hmm. Yeah, let's let's do that. OK, so you're taking doing two stress to him. OK, and you get a boost. All right. And what did I have to give up for that? You want you doing one less stress to him. OK, cool. Sounds good. All right. Um, put by him. He is staggered boost. But who's going next? Uh, that was my turn. So I'm going to throw it over to Sam. Okay. Um, <clears throat> this sounds cool. I, on the one hand, Charlotte is in trouble. Any blood there from any use? I mean, my, my hand is off. So yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You know, but I, I want to prioritize the non tank. Oh, gotcha. She I, might have some blood. That first hit was pretty was pretty good of his. Might of his. have some. Yeah, I hate that. Okay, so I'll do this since uh, Rex's hand is off. Uh, I mean, Char- Charlotte, do you think you have some blood from that shot you took from the big old club? From what you said earlier, I didn't take a consequence from it, so mm. I think that it. But you can have a like a scrape or something like that. It's just not going to be something that significantly impacts you. Sure. I think I have like a bloody nose or something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, like you said, Rex's hand is off. Here's what we're going to do. I want to stop Rex from bleeding out f- through his arm, right? Appreciate it. And so what I'm going to do is I want to congeal the blood coming out of his 
arm and form a blood arm blade. Oh, oh. rad. So can we create an advantage there? Oh, 100%. I think that is awesome. Yes. All right. I do that. Rex <laughs> looks down at his arm. He's like, okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're holding that guy. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and roll that. That's going to be one of the great things. And a great fate lesson is CAA when it can't be opposed by the enemy is always a good idea. Ooh, All right. Baby. But I'm still rolling. What am I rolling yeah. for in this case? Um, you're just rolling to see if you can control it. I mean, it sounds like, um, probably will. It doesn't sound very shooty to me. Um, right. that's what I was thinking. Give it like a plus one or plus two. I'm pretty sure you're going to nail it anyway. So probably just plus one is fine. That seems like a fairly been straightforward application. Okay. All right. Uh, we are going to take a one plus the one. So that's two plus three. So five. Nice. That's nice. Now you actually have two invokes on it. Oh, because oh. you I succeeded see. with style. I gotcha. Okay, very nice. Sick. Blood arm blade. Rad. Sweet. <laughs> All, right, All right, who's going next? Uh, let's give it to my opponent. Uh, the, which one is? She's the one in the back uh, who. I gave the epic paper cut to. Mm. <laughs> okay. The epic paper cut. Yeah. Uh, what's she going to do? I think she's just wants this out and she sees that Rex doesn't look like he's in too great of condition. So she's just going to, you know, do a fairly straightforward blast him into the wall kind of thing. You know, wand, Vita Servitas, Zappo. What are you going to do to dodge that, Rex? Oh, um, Rex let's see. Put the guy you grabbed in the way. Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> okay. I'll do that. That sounds like a physique defense. You bet. Because you're just yanking him around. Woo! Much better. So a plus and a minus cancel each other out, but I've got two more pluses plus my physique. So that's a six. Wow. She only got a two. So that was a <sighs> success with style. <laughs> Um, she's not going to waste the fate point on a reroll for that, knowing that it's an uphill battle. Uh, so she's going to let that. You're going to get a boost. Uh, I'm just going to make it throw another invoke on staggered here. I think that's close enough. Um, so you've got that. Okay. Uh, is anyone not gone this time around? I think everyone's gone. Has Stabby gone? I don't think Stabby's gone this time, though. Has he? He's He's been on the ground. I don't yeah, remember I if I've gone round. in this, in this he, round. No, I don't think... What's that? I don't remember if I've gone this round. I'm losing track of rounds. Yeah, I should be bit tracking that better. I'm sorry. I usually have a tracker up for that. Um, let's go ahead and let you go ahead, and he's going to let Stabby get the last one. Okay. Um, with with this, with with Smashy uh, knocked back, maybe a little bit off balance in, in yeah. front of me, um, I want to like reach down with, with my... Like, there's... There's a bunch of muck in the center. I want to like yeah. scoop that up. Well, you're with- outside. You're outside. Remember, you're the area right at the entrance. You're not actually in the sewer. Oh. Am I able to magically influence the central channel of muck from here, or do I need to get closer? Oh. I, it seems reasonable. What are you doing? Just going to like grab some of them and throw it at him? I'm going to grab some and try to shove it down his throat. Oh. Ugh, gross. gross. So gross. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Ew. 
Okay, sure. Ugh. You can do that. All right. Remind okay. me not to get on Tiana's bad side ever. It's just a generally a good idea not to get on my bad side. Not for that reason. Just I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> At least don't when near a sewer. Yes. Well, uh, so that is two pluses, one minus, and a blank. So that is a plus five for lore. Wow. He is going to try and roll out of the way because that does not sound like fun. <laughs> and other things he might do are definitely not going to be as effective as do- uh, dodging garbage going for his throat. Um, athletics, and he gets like a plus two, so he's taking three stress. Can I use the boost to give him more stress on that? Yes, you can do just it. give him all the way up to five. Yes, I would I would like to do that. That basically he's not able to quite get his feet under him because he got knocked back by the wall of force. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Um, and I don't think Stabby's gone, so Stabby's gonna again, Rex has been treating him like a rag doll, so he's gonna, you know, take out the knives again and just kind of go for the other hand, I think. Don't do that. He does not roll all that well though. He only gets a or fight. He's not that right. sneaky when he's not sneaky. Alright. So I've got a four as well. And you can, that would be a tie, which would normally give him a boost, or you could spend one of your boosts to stop that from happening. I'll do that. Okay. So I think why don't we go ahead and wrap it here? I think okay. we've gotten a good way through this um, as another example of play. And, you know, let's just take the time for any final questions. I know you said there's some... Uh, areas that you still have questions about running at them or if anyone had any questions about what we've done today or anything else would love to hear those yeah so i i want to what is the quantity when we are uh adding boot uh invokes to boost how do we how do we add that and plus like i got two right away right when i did my thing because i succeeded with style what uh what's the metric each invoke is plus two. A boost is basically a free invoke. So it's all plus two. Oh, right. But what what determines how many times I can use it? Oh, okay. So you if you like create advantage, you get plus one. You get one free invoke when you succeed of the of the aspect that you create. Or right. the aspect that you're creating advantage on. Um, if you succeed with style, you get two. And that's by beating it by three. Mm, gotcha. So if it's a difficulty one and you get a four, you get two free invokes rather than the standard one. Um, there's other cases where you can get a boost. Like if you attack somebody and the, the defense is equal to the attack, you do not do stress, but you get a a boost, which is basically a kind of minor. It's basically an unattached free invoke is the best way to think of it. You don't have to create an aspect of it. But it also doesn't create an aspect even if you name the boost, it goes away when you do it. So it's got to be something that's very ephemeral. It used to be called spin. So, you know, knock back is kind of the canonical for any fight. You know, oh, I got knocked back because I got, I got hit so hard but nothing happened. Um, right. I think that's the, mo- the normal way. If you defend with style, you can also get a boost. Mm. Yeah, and we saw that with uh, Charlotte's right. uh, shield. And that's uh, one of the things you want to be careful of in Fate as a player is you don't want to like attack somebody who's way better than you directly without a lot of uh, for, you know a lot of situational advantages to make it better because if you got the plus one fight because you're the little wimpy mage and you pl- punch the big warrior in the face chances are a you're not going to do anything and b you've got a good chance of just giving him a boost for free mm-hmm. so it's not really a, a positive trade off there. 
Okay. Um, so I was trying to prevent stress earlier on because I was, yep. I, I was under the impression that stress was kind of like hit points. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but then we go on to, we go from stress to a consequence track. How did, how does a character die? Okay. So a character does not die. Wow. And I'm going to, I'm going to explain. Well, there's no rule in faith that says your character is now dead. Okay, Interesting. That's, that, that's the that's that's the number one takeaway. There's two ways that a character can die. Um, maybe two and a half. The first one, whether it's the result of a role or not, outside of a conflict, if you do something or fail a role where the consequences are death or in their logical result is death, you're going to die. If you jump into the giant blender, you are dead. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's no role. I don't need to. This is just straight narrative. A leads to B stuff, right? Right. Um, if that is the stated consequence of a role, and as a GM, I would always state that, and you still decide you're going to do it and don't spend the fate points to succeed, and you fail that role, and we've stated the consequence of this role is death, you die. Mm. You know, if you're like, I'm going to jump across the the pit of flaming lava to the other side. I'm like, dude, it's flaming lava, you know? <laughs> right. Um, now, normally, in case, I would, I would like normally go for a failure of, okay, well, you stop as you get there realizing you can't make it or something like that. But if there was a situation where it's like, really, the result of the thing is you die, then you're dead. Mm. But I'm going to announce that first. You're going to have the option of rolling. You're going to have the option of opting into that. Um you're, you're going to have the option of spending your fate points or using extreme effort to burn consequences to get out of it. So it's going to be really hard to just kind of die. One situation uh, in a game I played right before I moved, sadly, we didn't get to finish it. There was a nuclear bomb that was going to be set off in an area. Whoa. And if the players had decided to stick around in the area and they took too long and they failed to disarm the bomb and the bomb went off, then they were going to die. Mm. Because this is not Indiana Jones 4. We don't get to sit in the fridge and survive a nuke. Um, So how you get taken out in a conflict. There's two ways that you can lose a conflict. One is you concede, which is what the shadow dude did last time we played. And a concession means you're saying basically, okay, I'm out. I don't want to play this game anymore. Whatever it was that we were fighting over, I give it to you. I'm, I'm buggering out. And that can be running away, it can be surrendering, it can be anything. And then you get you you lose the object of fight, the stakes of the fight. But what you gain is some amount of control over what happens. The opposite is you get taken out. And when you're taken out, what, ha- what happens is you take a hit that does some amount of stress that you cannot absorb through stress or consequences. Let's say you've burned your minor, moderate, and major consequences, and you're extreme, if we're using extremes, and you're out of stress, Right. Let's say you have no consequences left or, you know, you've got, let's just say I've got your moderate, your major consequence left for four. You've got one point of stress left and in comes a hit doing six stress. Mm. You can't absorb it all. You have no place for it all to go. So you get taken out. And when you are taken out, the result of that is whatever the person who took you out wants it to be. Mm. That Interesting. Can be, that can be death if it makes sense. If you're in a fist fight in the bar, it's probably not going to be death. That's kind of not cool, right? Um, right. But if Andrew if were to use his blood blade on the guy, I mean, it should kill him probably, right? It could. It could. Well, I normally... Uh, unless could. Rex decides that, you know, he's he's stabbing him somewhere that's not lethal. And then basically, if I took him out, 
I could I get to decide what right, happens exactly. to him. So like we take him back and we can question but him. He or, could also decide to kill, right? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. But all right, that's but cool. basically it sounds like no matter what, when death is on the line, it's always it's never a surprise. It's like a very deliberate thing. Like you, you either know death is on the line in terms of the circumstances, or if it's um, in uh, related to being taken out, the person who took the person, the other character out, is is purposefully deciding I'm going to kill you. You know, right? So double tap. Um, if your if your opponent is out of stress. Mm-hmm. And then let's say they've already suffered a minor consequence. Okay. Yeah. And then they get hit with like eight stress. Yeah. Does that automatically go into a consequence or is that so high that we already burn through those consequences? So consequences in all versions of state of fate stack. So you can burn your mo- your major and your severe or whatever, the, the negative four and the negative six. You can burn both of those, which will absorb up to 10 stress. Um, it's always your choice to take consequences or not. You can let yourself be taken out. I've actually done it in a game. When I knew what the stakes of the conflict were, I'm like, you know what? There's, there's no point in this. Um, I, I'm just going to let myself get knocked out because... I can't really contribute to this in a meaningful way. Mm-hmm. I know it's not actually trying to kill me. So sure. I'll let myself get taken out. So, so is it five stress to one consequence? Mild is no. mild is two. Moderate is four. Severe is six. Are those Correct. the penalties or how much? That's how stress much they stress can they can absorb. Gotcha. That's how much. So the other thing is if you take a consequence, the person that dealt it to you also gets a free invoke of it. Oh, Apart from that, they're just aspects. A consequence is just an aspect. It, it does right. all the other things that an aspect would do. It can give or deny permissions. It can give passive opposition. All of those lovely things. The number is just how much stress you get to absorb or how much boost you get if you're using extreme effort as a rule um, when burning that consequence. So if stress were like HP, is it reasonable to say that after your stress... You essentially have negative hip, negative ten hit points, um, or like ten hit points after that. That's sort of kind of. I mean, stress and consequences together model what hit points in D and D model, right? Uh-huh. We keep hearing that hit points in D and D aren't meat points, right? They're they're your skill, they're the close misses, they're exhaustion, they're all this other stuff, right? Yeah. Well, they're everything. They're also meat they also are meat points yeah so really um and it's not an exact match but stress is all of the everything but meat points part of hit points right 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 okay Okay. and then the meat points are consequences but consequences can also be things other than meat points they can be you know mental consequences they can be uh, reputation. It can be, you know, I, I'm shook by this, and I can't. I've got, you know, the sh- right. the shakes now, and I'm I might loss of con- mm-hmm. you know, loss of confidence. You know, you can be like the guy in Blazing Settles. Yeah, but I shoot with my right hand. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, so it can be any of those things. Um, but yeah, it, it, you can look at stress and consequences as kind of in the in the 
easy case of using physical consequences that do represent injuries, which is probably the most common, to guide stress and consequences equal hit points. There's just a very strong, a better delineation between um, the other stuff and the meat points. And really, it's about the, the real delineation is stuff that doesn't impact you beyond the scene and stuff that does impact you beyond the scene, mm. if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, it definitely does. I, I just want to know because I know I'm going to be on the GM side more often than yeah. not. Right. Yeah, and yeah. so like when I have to tell a player, no, you are knocked out. I want to know when that is. Right. Mm. And so now I think that I can. I think a lot of players will be cool and they'll say, yeah, I'm going to concede the fight because I'm tired of getting my clock cleaned. Right. Right. And yeah. and the consequences aren't so dire. But in the case where they want to fight to the last because they don't give up like that one NPC. Right. Um, essentially, I, I hate trying to strip away all the fun of the game. Right. But essentially, yeah. there's 10 more points of stress I can deal before he has no choice. Well, keep in mind, it's actually not 10. Well, it'll be 12, potentially 20 if you're using extreme consequences. Oh, right. Because uh, two, four and six. Right. right. Yeah. So, right. So and there's then eight for 12. the extreme. And then eight for the extreme. Oh, which is so why there's a the, whole other level. Yeah. Extreme actually lets you rewrite one of their character aspects. Um, oh, oh, Jesus. It's it's freaking serious. Like, that's a consequence wow. that's so bad that it, like, fundamentally changes who you are. Um, I'm th- if, if all of you people that have read Dresden Files can probably think of a very good example of that with Harry Dresden. Yes, oh, yeah. immediately. You can find a, yeah. a, a good example of pretty much anything with fate when you're looking at Dresden. Well, like I imagine with Luke Skywalker gets his hand cut off, right? Mm. Yeah. I mean that's a that's a pretty changing thing. I think even even yeah. even more than that. I I, I would say because uh, that that changes how he approaches things, but doesn't change who he is. Yeah, right. Mm. Learning that Vader is his father. I mean, yeah. That I don't but, know. That so that's the a consequence, about, but still. But you could say twenty stress or twelve if you want to ignore the extremes worth of points. Um, but the thing is, it's really three or four hits. Okay, because if you take a if you use a six point consequence slot to take one point of stress, you have still burned the slot. The slot is now gone. Mm. So if I take away all your stress and then I hit you three times for one stress each, Mm -hmm. I have burned all your consequence slots. Mm. Gotcha. Okay. All right. That that I understand that. Yes. And if you use the fake core rules where they have the uh, individual numbers on the stress slots, that then it works the same way for stress. And the okay. idea was to give a nice balance between how many hits, small hits can you take versus how many big hits. And when you had longer stress tracks in fate, it, it really worked really well to give you a space where, okay, I've got five, stre- I've got five slots. Technically, I could take like, you know, uh, 15 points of damage or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could take, you know, a really big hit or two, Yeah. but you could also take me out in five little dinky hits. So I can't sit there and, and survive dink hits for 15 mm. rounds. So it's a real nice balance between little hits and big hits. Um, that's still preserved in consequences, but we've lost that in stress because honestly with three, it didn't matter. Um, I mean, that makes a lot of sense because we don't want this just to go needlessly on forever. Right. 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 Like, eventually, we're like, okay, dude, the fight's over. The scene's done. Right? Now, the other thing, as far as concessions, and I would really recommend hammering this home with your players, mm-hmm. okay? When you concede, you lose, and you lose whatever the stakes of the fight are, and that's a given. You cannot get out. 
But when you concede, you also get fake points. You get one fake point just for conceding. You get another fake point for every consequence you took in the fight. Right. So in a lot of ways, a really good strategy is burn that minor consequence, let them take it, and then concede out afterwards. Mm. Now you're going to get right. a fake point. And I'd rather have a fake point than that minor consequence. You're going to fix that in the next scene. So, and you're still going to have that fake point. So that's actually a really, really good thing to do. Right. Um, but people that don't want to concede, that's a good way to remind them that the pot is sweetened if you mm. concede out. And also, a lot of the consequences and fate points are kind of where the long-term resource management of fate is, because you know um, minor consequences come back, moderate ones or major ones—I can never remember the naming—come uh, back only at the next session. Hmm. So yeah, you can lose that in your first scene. Now you don't have that slot the rest of the game. So the next level, the minus six ones, those will come back until basically the end of the arc. So it's going to be at a good three, four, or five sessions before you get that back. Hmm. So that's something you want to be very careful about when you burn. Conceding right, is a I good think. idea. All right. Yes, sir. All right. I think uh, that covers my questions. I can kind of leave it to uh, the other two. At this point, guys, I kind of need to leave. Um, All right. And so, uh, Andrew and Tiana, can I leave it to you guys? Yep. To sure kind of do the rest definitely i don't think we're gonna be super long after this because i mean yeah. for myself i yeah. i have i don't have enough experience to know what questions to ask yet sure <laughs> well all righty guys well thank you rob and i'll i'll, I'll see you all no, later thank you. thanks for being a part of this man it was great Absolutely. Yeah, awesome. um and i think we will i think we'll wrap it here um i know uh we we do have a question from uh, one of our listeners in the Discord who was asking about basically how to do air quotes boss fights. Um, yeah, though I I know that that's a that's an extremely general question. Um, but and I know we're tight on time. But in general, do you have any like kind of quick tips on uh, kind of at least how to approach um, that sort of thing? Yeah, there. Okay, I thought I was muted for a second. No, uh, yeah, no. Boss fights are interesting. There's a number of ways that you can handle them. Um, the first thing and the easiest thing is basically don't bother with um, making them solos, right? You want number of people with with them mm. so that you don't get messed up by the action economy. Gotcha. Um, the second thing is really make sure that they've got the skills that'll make them a boss. You definitely don't want them to be just too easy. You you don't ever want to be able to take a boss on, you know, head to head in a contest, right? Anything that they're good at, they should be pretty darn good at. Right. Um, you know, they say give your boss one skill rated two steps higher, two skills rated one step higher out of the fade adversary toolkit, mm. and that that makes sense. Give them some good stunts to support what they do. Um, and that can be pretty interesting stunts. Um, you know, you'd be able to divert attacks to, to your, your nearby allies. Uh, one of the samples they give for bosses is, uh, you know, take, use a fate point to concede instead of getting taken out. That, that's super useful for bosses that you don't want to go right. With. Um, another thing that you can really do is you can make sure that you can start thinking of it as, as more complex things. Um, 
so use kind of a lock and key approach, right? Mm. Like the, the challenge of the boss fight isn't just burning through his stress. It's getting to the point where it's even attacking is valid. Yeah, um, I, I know uh, a little while back we were talking about um, Adam doing cyberpunk and having the, uh, you know, wanting to give one of his players uh, gorilla arms and what those could be could do and the boss was like Adam Smasher who is like basically a fully mechanized cyborg crazy dude and right. one of the things that we were trying to determine is like how do you make uh, how do you like air quotes stat the, the weapon or how do you make the gear special and stuff and this is actually one thing we did was that like basically normal attacks like punching with your meat fists Punching Adam Smasher just literally won't do anything at all. So having right. the gorilla arms, just just having them is the thing that lets you even consider damaging this guy. Yeah, and it, that kind of scale kind of thing works. I mean, think about it. We have these dragon. I'm going to fight a dragon. Okay, it's like the 16 hit point dragon from from uh, Dungeon World. Do you even really have narrative permission to walk up to a dragon and swing your and swing your sword at and actually do damage? Does that even make narrative sense at all? Right. I, I would argue it kind of doesn't. You know, that's why we see in these scenes where we have people fighting dragons, they they sneak around, they find something else, they find some big weapon to shoot it with, they get on its back and attack it from there. They do all of everything except walk up to it and smack it in the toe. Right. Um, and so I think you can do a lot of things like that. You know, the boss has a force field that you have to figure out how to disable before you can attack it. Those are also very useful things. Yeah. Another thing that you can do is you can start treating the boss itself like it was multiple enemies and give it multiple actions mm. and multiple attacks. That can get around the one boss action economy thing uh, very effectively. Yeah, yeah, I think. And so those those are. Go ahead. Okay, I was going to say, those are really kind of where I would start, you know, just making sure they've got mathematically solid skills, solid stress, solid everything, so that they're not just going to fall over from a, a stiff breeze. Um, make Try not to let them get on the bad side of the action economy, either by treating the boss as multiple enemies in and of itself, or, at, or by treating it as... Um, or by making sure that they have minions around them so it's not a solo fight. Right. And then the third one is really what can you do in the in the conflict or the scene besides just straight beating down stress? What kind of other environmental things, you know, what kind of things can you do so I, I have in order to beat the boss maybe the stress isn't really the the main part of it. The main part of it is actually getting to the point where attacking is is actually even viable. Right. And um, I would also say, you know, it's probably worthwhile. Like when you look at a game like D&D, um, you know, a boss fight, it is also like a largely a tactical question. And like, you know, how are you using all the little buttons and abilities and stuff that yeah. you've accumulated over the course of the game? And it's basically a big puzzle to see how efficiently and effectively you can uh you can deal with this with this challenge where with fate it's not designed to to offer that same sort of thing so uh, to me approaching a boss fight 
in fate would would lean heavily on really as a gm assessing the narrative uh the the narrative support for for whatever your boss encounter is you know narratively defining why are the characters running into this person that we're considering a boss and what are what are the parameters of the situation what are the players trying to achieve are they literally just trying to kill this person because that seems a little flat like what are the players likely to want from this person and under what conditions could they get what they want from this person right and then going from there and trying to figure out like okay what are the situations that could lead to the boss giving up whatever the players want and then try to make those different little scenarios complex, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I think if you look at a lot of movie finale scenes, right, it's usually not the goal isn't really kill the big bad guy. Even in Marvel movies, they usually do kill the big bad guy, but there's usually some other stakes. It's they're about to complete this ritual or Thanos is going to snap and kill half the universe or whatever the case may be. It's almost never actually. The um, boss wants a thing to happen. You don't want the thing to happen. Killing the boss is just kind of secondary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of what I said before about like D&D and fate kind of scratching different itches, yep. you know, and what the things that are make a D&D boss fight cool are not the things that make a fate boss fight cool and vice versa. Right. And so I think you really want to lean into what makes fate cool and to do that and not try to replicate that D&D experience. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just but different. You're using the wrong tool for the right. job. Right. Yeah. Cool. Well, I I think I think that covers it pretty well. Um and we are we're definitely like well over time, but um you know, Tiana, Rob, I want to say a huge thank you to both of you guys for being here for all of this, for, you know, helping with recording and getting the files in and you guys have both brought a, a lot of uh, extremely valuable perspective to the series and it's just it's been an absolute delight having both of you oh wait i was supposed to hit the record button oh my god don't do that to me man <laughs> no. don't do that to me man oh my god oh I, that's even, only funny not funny because that did happen even as you said that i'm like i know you're joking but that's messed up oh my god i love it oh my god my wife would well she she would she would probably be very understanding but my brain immediately was like how would how would a person how, not how just even. lose their minds? Um, <laughs> this has been an absolutely incredible experience. Thank you yeah. uh, so much for, for having me come and play with this to learn a new system. I definitely want to play more with it. You know, once I'm not in the middle of a bunch of gig work and going to Europe yeah. for three weeks when, right. when I actually have brain space to focus on something something new but this has been fantastic thank you rob for all of your insight in all of this this has been a lot of fun and i just want to thank you for having me and reaching out and inviting me onto this this has been an incredible amount of fun i really appreciate being able to be part of this and 
you know, I, I really like helping people mm-hmm. and, you know, the ability to kind of take this as an opportunity to kind of get something out there that hopefully can be used as a resource. And if, frankly, if nothing else, just kind of helping y'all through some of it is, has been really rewarding for me. Uh, and, you know, and you all are amazing, wonderful people. Aww. And I really hope you have me back in some, some fashion in the future. Oh, it'll happen. Um, it'll happen for sure. All right. Um, we'll, we'll figure out multiple excuses to, to bring you back. Um, because this right. was, this was an absolute blast. And I, I actually, uh, it's my hope that, um, we can talk to the folks over at evil hat. And, um, once all the episodes to this are up, uh, maybe we can, you know, get a link to the series on fate's website or something. And, you know, just use this to help as many people get into the system as possible. Cause that was the goal from the get go to make this, um, to create something that can help folks try something new. Um, so, you know, I, and one of the things, one of the things I really hope is with fate and just listening to this, I hope that people, as I have learning fate has changed how I look at RPGs, even ones that aren't percent, you know, I don't, I don't play GURPS or even D&D or anything else the same. It, it infects every RPG I play in some way, even if I'm not using the fate rules. And if even if people are like, yeah, that's cool, but I really like D&D, I hope they at least find something to take away to improve yes. their gaming in general. Different, A different light to, to shine a, a different direction that there's something of value. Yeah. The, way that, the way that I think of it is that it's like when I started learning uh, an, another language, I started to understand my native language a lot more right. because of what I was learning from uh, learning another language. It was like, oh, that's why English does X, Y, and Z. I understand that now because I'm learning it in something else. That's a really yeah. great point. That's a really great point. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, and also... To both of you guys, you know, if we don't uh, get a chance to speak again until, uh, you know, the end of the month, I hope that you guys have a wonderful holiday. I hope that you guys are blessed and warm and have a good time with family and friends. Tiana, I hope that your trip goes well and that you have traveling mercies the whole way and that everything is smooth and enjoyable um just be safe take care of yourself um and rob i wish all the best to your family um thank you and like this was man this was a lot of fun i'm so glad we got to do this this is so cool (laughs) this is pretty great and and a very happy holiday to you as well andrew thank you sir thank you thank you okay and adam i know you're out there somewhere uh, you're gonna go. You're gonna go see Santa Claus beat someone up. You're going to see Violent Night. Yes. Um, and I want to go see that too. It looks rad. So I hope you have a lot of fun. And we will talk to you guys next time on a regular episode of Inspiration Point. So until then, go enjoy some fate. And until next time, stay inspired. Bye.